By default, fingerprinting is not allowed, except for very specific cases that Apple has allowed it. Can you fingerprint users in iOS 14? Or in other words, use probabilistic attribution. There's been a ton of questions about this and lots of different opinions as well. Some vendors have said yes. And in fact, there are some circumstances where you can fingerprint in iOS 14. But Apple has clearly, especially clearly in the last couple of days, said that fingerprinting is not okay in cases where people have not already granted tracking permission. So I wanted to dive into what's okay and what's not. And we're chatting with Aron Friedman, who's a CTO of Singular, who's been working very closely with SK Ad Network and partners and Apple and other companies for the past six to nine months. Aron, let's start here. Where is fingerprinting okay on iOS 14? Yeah, you know, so it's actually like a great question that's been uh, debated for months basically since the kind of initial announcements but in essence as you've uh, introed by default fingerprinting is not allowed except for very specific cases that apple has allowed in kind of the language also when seeing kind of the pop-up itself and what it allows it does not allow and what it expects and also in terms of apple's policies we actually have uh, kind of a visual to maybe demonstrate and explain the different uh, flows that uh, you know can be relevant or not and i know that this is a lot to see at the same time but if we uh, if, if we focus it's almost on like this the, is complicated <laughs> yeah <laughs> definitely a lot of use cases and scenarios and that's also what might be uh, confusing sometimes for uh, the advertisers but in a sense if we try to explain just a second what we're talking about we see the two uh, sides of the equation. We have the platform entity status showing like where the users came from and what was the opt-in status there. And there's like the advertiser app ATT status showing on the columns on the right and explaining what's the difference when the user has opt-in in your advertiser app versus uh, opted out. And we can see the mapped uh, options for attribution methods in each one. So for example, the, the last row shows what happens when the users came from an owned kind of asset of the company, basically coming from, let's say you have uh, your own website, essentially users are coming to the website and you're offering them to download your app, essentially, then users can click a download link, download the app and open it. Then essentially that's a scenario in which we talk about users who pass between different websites slash apps owned by the same company, which is yours. And according to Apple's policies and uh, pop-up language as well, the tracking is only focused on, kind of the allowing or disallowing tracking is only focused on users coming from different, from apps by owned by different companies. Exactly, so in the case you're talking about here, you're talking about owned data because it's first party yeah. data. It's your website, it's your app. They're still within your environment in that sense. So you're not passing data to third parties. You're not like sharing data across different companies or websites or apps. Exactly. And this is what the last row shows. That basically in both these scenarios, whether the user has allowed tracking or not, it's irrelevant for your own kind of traffic. This is mostly relevant for mobile web to app traffic because usually 
in app to app, you already have the IDFV, which you can basically use for tracking anyway. But in the case of mobile web to app, because you don't have an IDFV from browsers, the only kind of remaining option is either fingerprint-based attribution or using basically dictings. So that's the first case scenario, and I think that's a common one. Mm-hmm. Another interesting scenario, which shows kind of in the third uh, role there, is what about paid users who came from mobile web to app traffic and actually allowed you to track them? Basically, click the allow tracking in the uh, consent. So those users actually came from the browsers. The browser doesn't have an ATT framework. Essentially, it doesn't have kind of the policies. They click kind of a download link, let's say, from a paid uh, media ads. And then in your app, they said, yes, I allow you to track me. So in essence, again, here you can basically, they agree for you to do the tracking from mobile web, which essentially is fine. So that's another use case in which IDFV or IDFA aren't relevant for browser, but probably it can still help you. How does that work? That's like retrospective tracking in some sense or measurement, right? Because you captured the data and then you learned that you were allowed to have it. And so you use it. But if you learn that you are not allowed to have it, then I guess you have to either not use it and I guess also delete it, correct? That's correct. And I think that's general, that's very relevant across the board for using the pop-up. Essentially, it's relevant for IDFA as well. You can only you can understand what you can do only when you understand kind of when you show the pop-up and get kind of the user decision. <laughs> and if you start from one kind of action, let's say that even the user allowed tracking first, but then after an hour they went to the settings and changed their mind, and now they don't allow you to track. Basically, part of our responsibility, and according to Apple's policies, we exactly like you said, we need to delete the data and make sure that we respect their choice at every given point. So definitely a lot of advanced use cases and important ones to make sure that you're fully compliant with Apple's policies. This is really complex. It gets very complicated because you start having data that you don't know if you can use. You start having to delete data when you learn things later on. We've already talked about situations where somebody gave permission, but then revokes permission later on. And then you have to do retrospective stuff. It's GPR-ish almost. Yeah, yeah. And luckily for us, Apple did implement the ATT framework to be always accessible through the app. So at every given point, basically, every time you send an event, you can know what's the current uh, option that the user has in mind, whether they allow or not. And then just the responsibility on our side is to make sure every time that we respect their actions, if they change their mind, we basically act accordingly. Okay, so this is the framework as you understand it today for what is acceptable, what is okay, and what is prohibited. What, is, what happens, what are the risks in the scenario where a company goes against that, where a brand goes against that, or a vendor goes against that, and does, let's say, probabilistic fingerprinting attribution in cases where it's not allowed? What are the potential consequences to the app, to the brand? Yes, I think that's a very important part of Apple's recent announcements in which they actually added new language, again, very clearly prohibiting against fingerprinting, but also highlighting what can happen if you're not compliant. And they actually kind of specified this very clearly. And they're saying that apps who are found to be engaging in 
again, either tracking users without consent or doing fingerprinting in those cases, then the app can be either rejected from review from the app store, or even in some cases, the app can be removed from the app store with the developer agreement basically revoked. So definitely they're making sure to highlight that there are implications if uh, companies won't be compliant. And of course, that's the nuclear option, right? That's the option that uh, you're out of business. You're off the app store until you come back into compliance, presumably, but in case of, of egregious problems, challenges, that could be challenging and very difficult. So what is Singular's stance on what you'll enable or, or disable when you have a an app that comes on to Singular's platform, are they able to, to, to fingerprint? Is it in their control? Is Singular removing that control? How do you deal with that? Yeah, from uh, we're, we're actually pretty clear in terms of our approach and what we feel Apple's guidelines are from really the early start of when iOS 14 was even announced. We understand that fingerprinting is not allowed any practices against the user options are not allowed by Apple. And we feel that the best way to move forward is to be 100% aligned with what Apple is pushing for. So that's basically our approach. Uh, once Apple will release iOS 14.5, which is on its way and start the enforcement, our plans are to completely stop any fingerprinting, any sort of tracking that's against the policy and be completely aligned with what ATT's uh, coming for. So that's basically to make sure that every single customer can make sure that they're always compliant with Apple's policies. Definitely a change for them that we need to get used to, but that's the best way to make sure that any of those risks wouldn't happen uh, to anyone. Excellent. So the chart that we showed was pretty complicated. There's lots of scenarios in that. Uh, somebody has some questions about that. They want to know where can I actually do what? Who do they talk to? So if you're a singular customer, of course, you can turn to your uh, dedicated customer success manager or support team with any questions. We're always happy to answer. If you're not a singular customer, but you're interested in their stance, feel free to reach out to us in any way, and we're happy to kind of provide more information and guide you as needed. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Ron.